Hello? Uh, hey, Randy, you there? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, man, welcome to the Eric J. The Great Podcast, man. How you doing? I'm doing amazing. Yourself? I'm doing all right, man. Just uh, taking life day by day. That's all we can do. Without a doubt. Feels as if that, you know, of course, life, you know, life happens to the best of us. We got to make the most of it. Yeah, man. So, so uh, today's episode is going to basically be about, you know, basically a brief biography on yourself. We're doing a, uh, an episode on Randy. He's an author and a motivational uh, speaker. And um, we're going to get deep into both of those. We're going to dig into both of those from the beginning all the way to the end. His passions for what made him start getting into it. So we we can start off first with the uh, with the author. So uh, first off, uh, where are you from? I'm born and raised in Columbus, Ohio. Okay, yeah, you stayed there most of your life. Yes, you know more so for the first eighteen years of my life. I was living in Columbus, Ohio. Moved to Westerville. Lived in Pataskala, Ohio, and just kept on, you know, more so traveling around and going and seeing the different areas. Did you uh, attend college after high school? Actually, no. So as we were talking earlier, I actually swore into the military at like 17. And then when I was more so turning 18, that's when I went to basic training in AIT. Oh, okay, man. Yeah, we got that in common then. I went into the military um, at 18, right after high school, five months after I graduated high school. Uh-huh. I well, I so and then honestly, for what I did though, I just chose Army Reserve because when they when they kind of explained to me what active duty was, and you know, I was like, mm, I got to do it every single day. I said, yeah, I, got, <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, I got to I got to cook for a quote unquote a hundred plus soldiers every single day. Yeah, I'm not I'm not doing that. <laughs> so so yeah, I just chose reserve because they sent you to the federal government, and I said. That's better than being to the state. I was like, the state of Ohio? I was like, uh-huh. I was like, so, you know, I think I chose. I, I you know, no regrets. No regrets. There are moments, though, <laughs> where you, you start you start second-guessing, though, but not no regrets. Yeah, I can understand that. I was uh, second-guessing a lot while I was there. But so as you transitioning from high school, Going through a, a base training at AIT, graduating and uh, right. going back home. Yes, sir. What uh, what led you up to author uh, to wanting to be an author, having a passion for that? Did you uh, grow up reading a lot? Did you have people in your family that pursued that as well, or pushed that on you, or where where did that come from? So, <clears throat> I'm just gonna be honest. You know, so when I was more so like 14, 13, you know, I was a terrible, I was a terrible student. I was like, uh, I was going to say more so like a class clown in a sense. And so I'd make everybody laugh, but then, you know, of course my grades started suffering. And then around the age of 16, you know, I was fortunate enough to have a mentor put a book in my hand. And one of the first books that he gave me was how to win friends and influence people. And after he gave me that book, you know, I just wanted another one. And so he gave me think and grow rich. I wanted another one. He gave me the magic of thinking big, and then Live Your Dreams by Les Brown. And so that continuously, you know, gave me the chance to feed into myself because there are self-development books, but I can underline, I can learn from other people. 
and then you know more so three you know three years later a few years later you know I'm thinking more so about my life story and I'm like I know that I have not accomplished everything that I want to within my life but I feel as if that I'm able to put a story together that is able to help others within the current positions they may be within their life and so you know I really wanted to be able to conceptualize that and that is how this book was a byproduct of that okay so so as far as um do you see yourself doing this long term as far as like or is this just like a hobby for you as far as you more, more so speaking or becoming uh, uh, a, the, the, uh, the author part author. okay so for me i i i want to make i'm gonna i'm definitely going to make another book it's just a matter of time and actually you know planning what exactly the book is going to be on so that then it's more so purposeful and it's not just a rushed you know put together type of project you know so um so tell um so tells the people where you can find this book at on what platform and basically just like a like a um not really telling them what's it about but you know like a little brief description without giving it away okay no no problem at all so i would say first and foremost where you're able to get the book is amazon you can either look up my name or you can look up the hack method and it should it'll be most likely one of the first top three options that you can choose from and so let's just start more so with the title of the hack method what the book is titled the hack the h-a-c stands for habits accountability and consistency. I truly believe that that is the foundation for people to to actually create a successful basis to stand on because every single day we're going to have our our adversities, our trials, our tribulations and I feel as if you know what is really able to help us are our daily routines, how we hold ourselves accountable and how long we continue to go through the monotony of life as we are striving to accomplish a certain goal. So that was really the basis and the foundation of the hack method. Okay, yeah, that's that's real interesting. That's kind of almost like a a step to step guide on how to go go about life and stay focused. Without a doubt, you know, I feel as if that there's a lot of distractions. I would say within just life and within just the people that we interact with, and so I do believe that. You know, however you're able to help yourself continue to grow and prosper, I feel as if that's one of the greatest things to focus on, you know, as long as it's in the best interest of you and you are not, you know, say more so stealing or, you know, creating trouble for others, you know? Okay. So, um, so as far as, um, when you was putting the book together, um, how many, how many chapters is in the book? And um, as far as uh, putting it together, do you think, um, like, what was the whole process of putting it together? Did you have people give you input? Did you have, like, a um, a proofreader after you finished it before you put it out? Or did uh, it was all you? So, you know, I feel as if that it is best to find help wherever 
you're able to. And so starting with one of the first questions that you asked me, there are 19 chapters within my book. And most, I would say personally, majority of the work falls upon the individual who's looking to publish the book, which is more so, of course, the author, because it is your story or if it's information that you're giving, it is your life experiences that you are you know, putting within a book. So I feel as if that, you know, I feel as if the more authentic your story is and what you have to say, I feel as if that writing process won't be as daunting. And then on top of that, I feel as if having an editor is very important. Having someone proofread it is very important and someone formatting and typesetting. And there's so many different ways to go about it to then be able to publish your own story, your own book. And it's just a matter of you just doing the work. And I would like to definitely throw out there my editor that I use was Mrs. was was Miss Valerie Adams. She definitely was, you know, informative and very direct in how her process is. And I'm just, you know, very grateful for the help that she provided. So um how did you how did you meet Valerie? Did you meet her over uh social media or did y'all have a personal relationship? Y'all met in person or how did that come about? Yeah, like, you know, social media is, is such a it's, it's such a beautiful thing if used, you know, for, I would say, purposeful reasons. It's, I met her over Clubhouse. One Clubhouse, and this was, like, way back in, like, January, you know, so I'm just ecstatic, you know, from being able to have that opportunity. Because, ironically, I was doing a social media detox, so I wasn't on Snapchat, I wasn't on Twitter, I wasn't on Facebook, I wasn't on Instagram, I was on none of those. And then I was like, mm, I don't think Clubhouse is that like of a social media platform per se. Say so that's networking. And then one night I was just telling some of my story and boom, the vision came to life. And that's how I was fortunate enough to be able to meet Valerie Adams. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's um crazy how stuff works. You know, you can just make two clicks and get on the app. And you can run into somebody that can, uh, like, truly change your life, even if it's from an advice standpoint or from a monetary standpoint, you know. Without a doubt. Like, there's just so many people that you're able to connect with. And I feel as if that over time, I mean, you know, of course, there are some people on social media who are not really, you know, for the best interest of people. They're just there being really, you know, selfish, per se. But there's... A lot of people on social media who are actually willing to help others. And, you know, the sooner the better you're able to find individuals like that. Okay. So how long how long have the book been out? It's officially it's officially been, may I say about a let's say two weeks. About two weeks. Two weeks in whole, I'd say. Okay, so it's fresh out now. For more so for this book release, yes. I'd say I started it maybe, you know, July 11th as far as when I published it was July 11th. But then, you know, I had to work on some things. And July 17th was more so when it was official. When I wanted to fit, when I wanted to officially, you know, put it out there and let the world know that, hey, boom, published a book. And this is that, say, official book release in a sense before I do book signings and actually you know being in say person being able to sign you know the book in person and everything 
So um, what are you planning on doing book signings? Do you plan on doing them in your hometown or do you plan on traveling? How is that going to go about? So the three cities that I'm, that I can say off the top of my head that I'm looking to do the book signings at would be Houston, Atlanta, and Ohio. And so I, I know a lot of people in Houston. I know a lot of people in Ohio. Atlanta, I would have to get more, you know, traction per se so that, you know, more people would more know about me or be aware that I'm in the city to do the book signings and everything like that. Okay. So transitioning into the motivational speaker, but still um, piggybacking off the author part. So um, just for me, from the outside looking in and uh, knowing you for what I know you for is uh, I would say that your purpose is you kind of using them hand in hand. Well, am I correct by that? Like you're yes. like, like as far as like you you started off doing a motivation speaking first, and then you know you you saw an outlet to putting it in a book, and you uh, took advantage of that, and you trying to uh, bring the traction up to match the traction that you have on your motivational speaking, so people can have you know the visual, and they can have you know the non-visual. Definitely. I wanted to I wanted it to be something that was more so concrete that people were able to hold within their hand. People were able to say, hey, what did you mean by this point that you made? And then they can also backtrack and come to me, ask me questions, because, you know, I'm literally I'm I'm so grateful for every single person that even says I got the ebook or I started reading the ebook and it's great. I started, you know, reading over the book, the actual paperback of the book, and it was amazing. And I'm just so ecstatic, you know, and it, it's an, it feels as if it's another way to help people if they're not, say, into watching my video content. They say, I just want the book or I just want something I can read, you know, because people learn differently. So I feel as if I'll still be making YouTube videos. I'll be on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Snapchat. But then now if you're able to actually look over my book, it's a different outlet, as you were saying, for people who are more so towards that audience of, wanting to maximize their library at home. Yeah. So who would you say, who would you say is your biggest inspiration to push you through, uh, to push you towards both of these fields? I would say my biggest inspiration would be my mom. She was, she was always in my corner when I was younger, you know, and she never, you know, she never, when I said I wanted to do motivational speaking, she never ridiculed me. She never, you know, looked down upon me, even on videos where you, she'd be like, you've been wearing this same shirt for the last four or five videos. Like, you need to switch it up. Like, she was always in my corner. You know, she's always saying, you know, I saw you stuttering, but you know, you still, you're getting, you're getting better, you know? So it's like, she was always there for me. She was always there for moral support. And then of course, you know, just with family as well. You know, when I started talking about perspectives and paradigms, my family was always in my corner. So I feel as if those are really my biggest motivators, you know, because I really do have like family over in Africa. And there, you know, I like I literally I literally have a, an aunt in Africa right now. and She's just helping me to the absolute max as far as promoting my stuff, as far as creating certain posts, certain seminars like she's just she's just there, you know, and it, and it is and she's 
very reliable in everything that she does. So my family has really been a very big supporter. Yeah, any anything you do support is always, you know, the biggest aspect of it. You know, you know, a lot of people that become successful, it's kind of rare for you to get support from people that's close to you. You might have onesies or twosies. Mm-hmm. To have like a huge group of people that's close to you support you, it's a real beautiful thing because um, you really you really don't have. I would say it's rare nowadays because a lot of people that become rich or successful now they get they become rich or successful from strangers. Right. You know, you might have one or two friends that you uh, that's in your circle that might support you, but the strangers is the one that make you rich with people that don't know you like that. You know, you might go viral, pick up traction. So I think it's uh, unique that you got a lot of inner support because that helps stabilize your mental health too you know you don't have to second guess yourself that's so true and i and i feel like a lot of that though also falls back on i feel like upbringing you know because i feel as if that you know say for me and my family and the family that you know more so even planning to have in the future per se i would want it to be that my kids could come back to me and be like hey if they need anything they can come to me for it you know, or at least if I don't have it, I'll find it. Or if I don't have it, I'll, you know, we'll somehow make it happen. Knowing that I I have their back and they have my support. So they feel as if, so that their self-esteem is very high as, they go, as they're going into life, you know? Because life is cruel. Like, life is not, it, it's, it's what you honestly make of it. And so I feel as if family and having that support is essential. So it's... So I really want to get into this motivational speaking because I'm kind of real passionate about it. Not passionate as far as me doing it. But I keep right. up, I keep up with a lot of motivational speakers. So I follow Eric Thomas. Some things mm-hmm. you know who that is. Mm-hmm. I follow um, Inky Johnson. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite mm-hmm. ones. Definitely. And, and I look at uh, the secret the secret of success podcast when they do. Oh do yeah. It. So, as far as motivational speaking, uh, did you have somebody motivate you to get into that field? Or as you got older, when you was a child and transitioned to an adult, did you just, like, um, seeing yourself growing as a person to want to feed into other people? Because, you know, a lot of people could want the best for somebody, but they don't have the energy to put and to somebody, you know, you really have to. That's so love. true. You, you really have yeah. to love to do that, to do that yeah. on a consistent basis. You know, that ain't something you could just wake up and do and yeah. go through the motions with. You know, it's almost like being a pastor. Yeah. I feel so. So when I was about more so 16, 17, and I started reading books and everything like that, that was, it was a great start. But more so, what happened next with that was. I was listening to a lot of like Les Brown videos and Eric Thomas, Inky Johnson, the whole nine yards. But the thing was, I felt as if I got to a point where I was like, well, I need to be able to motivate myself. And then with that came, think about it. If I'm able to say a word or a phrase to someone that's listening or to someone who may hear it years from now, and they're like, 
that word or that phrase really spoke to me. And that ultimately changed my life for the better, for, you know, for the, the betterment of themselves, for the life of their future. I feel as if that feeling to me, it's a lot, it, it comes with a lot of fulfillment. And I feel as if that's my way of say giving back to humanity. Okay. So what, what was, um, what was your first launch onto the scene of motivational speaking? Like, uh, do um, do you speak in front of people? Do you do videos or how do you, um, get your message out? And two, um, what, if you, if you do speak in front of people, um, what's the biggest crowd you ever been in front of? So I would say when I was about, I want to say, so around like 17 is when I really said, 17 was when I really got serious about motivational speaking because, but I wasn't actually like speaking. I had like words were not coming out of my mouth. What I was doing was I was making motivational posts on like Snapchat and I would say, and that's been, you know, Snapchat wasn't super booming, but it was popular. And I would send, like, I would post motivational messages. I would post certain things I'm listening to, certain books that I'm reading. And then, you know, friends would be like, oh, Randy, you should become a pastor. And I was like, mm, pastor's not, it's not, it's just, I was like, mm, I don't think it's for me. And then, because I was like, oh, pastor, that's a, that's a whole field in itself. So, and then what I used to do as well was I would make like motivational keys. And so I'd like literally print out little small keys and I'll take the time on my spring break I remember vividly staying up late nights and I would cut out this little small key and then I would write little messages on it saying like, you know, create the life that you deserve. Continue to be positive no matter what's going on. You know, continue to feed into others. Treat others like you would like to be treated. And so then, you know, I'd hand those out and then, you know, some people just gravitated towards that. And so then when it was time for me to graduate high school, I was like, they said, you know, people can audition type of thing to do the graduation speech. And I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. This feels like a, a really big opportunity because I just want to speak. And at that time, I wasn't even really making like a lot of content per se on social media. I wasn't using it very purposefully and intentful. Like I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't, I just wasn't purposeful with it. So what happened was I, I auditioned for my high school graduation speech you know, and then say, after, let's say if I did, the, I did the speech around, let's say 7.45 a.m. And I was on the way to a track meet that evening and then we're on the bus. And then they say, this is the email of the people that got nominated to do the speech. And I was one of them. And I was blown away because I was like, I'm not like one of the best students. I was like, dang, this is crazy. It's amazing because it really felt like a come up. And I think the audience I would like to say was about maybe say like a thousand, maybe 1100 in total. Cause it was a really big like graduation class. And I mean, it felt amazing. And so that was back in 2018. So in 2019, I went to the military. I had won an award in the military and then say 2020, I was speaking, but it, I was the end of 2019. I was speaking, but it wasn't, it wasn't say big crowds or just in front of like little business groups and stuff like that. But the most recent speech I've had in person was July 10th of 2021. And it was a great event. It was an outstanding event. And so, yeah, that's more so how I do the speaking engagements as far as in person. And if anybody wants to do any bookings, 
you know, you can definitely email me, call me, text me, and I'll be sure to, we can look to make it happen. And I speak on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Snapchat. And for most of those sites, you just look up Randy and Bougay. You can find me. Okay. So what is your um your future plans or motivational speaking? Do you want to go the Eric Thomas and Inky, Inky Johnson route as far as uh, traveling all around the world? Doing it or that's that's the like that's honestly the goal that's the vision like taking and allowing this to be international because I feel as if if this is just the United States and people are saying that's motivational or that's great and that's so outstanding think about the international aspect of being able to speak in front of others and I feel in the next few years I will be speaking in Africa. So the goal is to take it international as well, but that would be more so based in the United States. Okay. Yeah, I think um, we don't have enough people doing that. You know, uh, I always said like a lot of people that uh, that has had a lot of trauma in their lives. Like I look at a lot of these um, rappers that fall off and they can't get the same crowd that they had when they made the one or two hits that made them popular. Mm-hmm. I, always, I always said that they should be motivational speakers because a lot of them grew up in rough environments and they can relate to every uh, a lot of the stuff that's going on in the, in the, in the hoods right now because mm-hmm. they, they don't been through it and, and a lot of people can relate to them. So I, I like when I... Um, a person takes the route to feeding them people because it's really an unpopular route. You know, a lot of ain't, people ain't just waking up out of bed say they want to be a motivational speaker, you know. Like like a lot of people like to be the same thing, you know. A lot of people are followers, you know. Everybody want to be the athlete or some people want to be the hustler uh-huh. or everybody. But everybody can't go to the NBA or NFL or go to the MLB, you know, it's a small percent that make it there. Mm-hmm. I feel as if it's, <clears throat> if we were to more so shine a light on the possibilities of what, you know, us as a community are able to do. I feel as if, if, you know, all you see is that, all right, the only way we can make it out of here is we have to go to the NBA. And so if, if the thing is though, is that I feel as if, if that's the environment that you have become accustomed to and that's all you know and you feel as if and you believe in your heart of hearts that's the only way out, that's what I feel as if continues to make us stagnant because we are not shown just how many opportunities are out there. Now, that's one aspect of it. I, feel, I believe that the next thing, though, is also taking more so accountability for what we are able to do as a society and as a community, if we're more so coming together and only if we're doing, if it's not, if it's not crowdfunding, if it's not, you know, book clubs, if it's not study groups, if it's not resume building, you know, whatever the case is, more so just being able to build ourselves up so that then we, we create more opportunities for ourselves. I feel as if that's more so, you know, the solution because it's not like you don't have to more so even title it motivational speaker you could literally be a great 
a great more so if it's author, if it's lawyer, if it's doctor, nurse, if it's even firefighters, policemen, like policewoman, everything. Like you're if you're able to just you who have now made it out of the current situation or the past situation that you were in, you can now shine light to others and allow them to then see that there's more than one way out. And I feel as if that's how we continue to break generational curses and everybody can get their own piece of the pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely understand that. Uh, so when it, when it comes to your motivational speaking as far as going to different places, do you, uh, first of all, do you have a manager, one? And two, uh, do you, do people provide places for you to come speak in or do you have to rent places out? How, how does that go about? So it's funny that you mentioned that my... Uh, my mom has been telling me for the last two years that I need an assistant. <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't need an assistant. And then this last speaking event that I did, there were some things that I was like, an assistant would have been nice, you know, because I'm so focused on the actual speech. And it's like, that's not a bad thing, but it's not everything that else, everything else that comes with building a brand or a business, you need that as well. And so I feel as if, you know, I may need to start scouting and looking for an assistant. So that's in due time. And and for the speaking engagement that I did it July 10th, the venue was provided. I just needed to more so show up. Okay, then. Yeah, that's more uh, that's more like an Eric Thomas style, you know, because, you know, he goes to different practice facilities and stuff like that and just show up and start uh, talking. Mm-hmm. So do you uh do you have a YouTube channel? I do. It's Randy and Bouge. And if you just look up Randy M B O U G E, you'll find my YouTube channel. Okay. Yeah, I will um yeah, I'm uh, I'm gonna check your definitely uh check your YouTube out because I really um that's like one of my things. Like I, uh, I listen to a motivational speech like every day. And like, then, just, oh, and then real quick, I just want to state: there's also my website. You could d- type in www.randyandbugay.com, and my website will pop up as well. And then my website has blog posts. You can get the book from there as well. It'll take you directly to the Amazon, um, Amazon webpage, YouTube channel even nominations for TED Talks. So that's the that's a goal as well of mine, is to definitely be able to speak on a TED Talk. Okay, then. So before we wrap this up, man, it's only right that I ask you this. Uh, for everybody that's going to listen to this, man, uh, leave one, um, well, you know, it'll have to be one. You can say a couple things. Leave a couple motivational things uh, to say to people out here that's uh, going to listen to this episode that you want to uh, leave this episode with? Man, I, I love questions. Like, I literally love questions because it, it gives you the time to be able to think and then also answer in a very impactful way. So I would say, I would say, you know, one of the things that I would, you know, really more so give to the community, give back to the people is say that believe in yourself, you know, believe in yourself more than anybody else does. 
I believe that self-esteem is very important and being able to motivate yourself on days where it does feel dark, you know, more so days where it feels as if that nobody's watching your content, days where it feels as if what you're doing is not taking you anywhere. You know, those, those days, I feel as if those are the days that build champions. And over time is how you reap the results of what you're striving for today. And so that would be honestly one of the messages I wish I more so instilled within myself when I was 16, 15, is continue to believe in yourself. You know, you got this, you got this far, you know, and ask yourself what's next. Ask yourself what's next so that you're not more so getting comfortable with where you're currently at within your life. Yeah, that's a good message, man. I tell people all the time never to be content, man. As long as you always striving for something, you you you're gonna you're gonna succeed because if you stay stagnant, that's when you get complacent. Exactly, exactly, and that's when one you know that's when one somebody can one up you. You know, say you were getting comfortable, and now because you were getting comfortable, someone comes and is looking to steal your spot. People that, you know, so I feel as if I always say I'm happy. I'm just not content. I'm grateful. I'm just not satisfied. And so I want to know that when I'm 80, 85, 90 years old, I have no regrets. And I did everything that I possibly could have. Right. So um, before we wrap this episode off, uh, I want to end it with uh, – you can list any future things that you have planned, uh, future passions that you're thinking about getting into, or, or any future things that you have as far as like your your author side of things, motivational speaking side of things. And then after that, just list all your social medias and stuff like that where people can find your book and uh, where they can keep up with you. All right. Thank you. I really do appreciate. First and foremost, I want to say I really do appreciate the time and the opportunity to be able to do this podcast with you. Seriously. And so next week, August 6th, 7th and 8th, I'll be in Atlanta and we'll be on I'll be on TV on that Saturday, August 7th. So if you're in Atlanta, let me know. And then as far as what's upcoming as well, there should be a, a, not should be, there will be a book signing and we'll start out in either Ohio or Houston. And so if you're in one of those areas, let me know. And as far as websites and places to go, as far as to get the book, Amazon, type in Randy Mbuge, or you can type in the hack method. It's the H-A-C method. And then as far as my website, www.randyandbougay.com. Instagram is randyandbougay. Twitter is randbougay, which my Twitter is on my Instagram. And Facebook is randyandbougay as well. And so there's content posted daily on these platforms. So if there's anything that I can do for you, please let me know. And YouTube, definitely randyandbougay. And that, you can like, share, subscribe. That one's, there's a new video every Monday for Monday Motivation, and I should be posting more consistently on there as well. Okay, yeah, man. Um, I always try to give people, uh, when I come across people, you know, I always try to give people a platform to uh, promote whatever they got going on because, um, you know, it don't always have to be about certain topics or drama that's going on in the outside world, you know. 
always try to, you know, do a lot of positive stuff or get with some of my friends as business owners and get them on here and do stuff. So, you know, I do, uh, I'm going to start doing podcasts at least once a week and uh, for the future. So, you have anything else, you know, you want to talk about in the future, man, I'm glad to have you on. And I know me and Valerie are supposed to be doing an episode. I'm probably going to do another one tomorrow because I wanted to touch on a couple more of the things. So, Okay. All right. Definitely let me know when and we can look to set something up. That's, you know, definitely. I'd like to be on another podcast. This was amazing. I love, I lo- absolutely love the questions. So always forever, always and forever, you know, keep them coming. Yeah, man. Uh, y'all heard it here first, man. Uh, Eric J, the great podcast. Um, we got random Ian Bogey, the uh, author and uh, motivational speaker. You know, follow, yes, sir. Follow him on Instagram. Yes, sir. Random M. Bogey. Same thing for his YouTube channel. And uh, listen to the last part of this episode about the, um, the last um, feature events that he has going on in Houston and other areas. And uh, this concludes the Air Jetty Great Podcast, man. We out. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Yeah.